0: remember you saying the other day about when you live in Arizona you have to bring uh, what are these things for your car oven mitts oven mitts you have to bring a (laughs) towel you have to bring all this shit I watched a video today from TikTok of a woman who found a giant bull snake in her car in her car and she had to call someone to get it removed like they literally had to get professionals to remove it and she also found a gila monster in her garage brenna no
1: okay that's literally what i was gonna say next is that my deepest darkest scariest (laughs) fear honest to god gila monsters there was one in the garage hands down Mm. yeah her husband husband water, had to get really <laughs> honest to God. If it was like, listen, you have an option to go through this vast desert that could have a single Gila monster <laughs> that you could cross paths with. Or you have to like swim from the shore to that boat, <laughs> 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 which is like also my... Like, deepest fear i would absolutely choose to swim in the ocean to that boat out there then possibly cross paths with a (laughs) horrifying monster i can't even think about it it's giving me panic
0: (laughs) well we can move on we gotta move on and i instantly like as soon as i saw it i was like my god this is what riley was
1: talking about <laughs> it's a hellscape Mm-mm. i'll tell you mm-hmm. terrifying nobody wants to be there but apparently everybody <laughs> except me
0: so <laughs> i don't know not me Mm-mm. okay great
1: good <laughs> if you moved to arizona i would not visit you when i went to visit my family i'd I be like so mad. Snakes,
0: but i don't want to find a bull snake in my car just randomly no.
1: or scorpions Mm-mm. honestly those are like the worst thing to find like just random like they're just everywhere the creepy crawlies it's
0: like the people in Australia who lower their visor down and there's like a huntsman
1: spider no. you know yes absolutely yeah. not that is Hell the no. biggest jump scare Mm-mm. yeah and Fuck you're that. in your car I couldn't there'd be no way for me to evacuate fast enough oh god no I could
0: oh be on god. the highway and I'm just tucking and rolling <laughs>
1: Best of luck to y'all. Good luck with that spider. No.
0: If I get hit by a semi on the highway while I'm tucking and rolling, thank God. It is just relieving me of that fear.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've talked about this many times. Zombies, take me out. Another pandemic? Nope. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) No. I am not your apocalypse partner. No fuck no, no. absolutely not <laughs> and that segues beautifully into what we're talking about today Vaguely. all
0: right are we ready
1: yeah i think we're ready
0: i'm brenna you're riley and this is better in theory So today in honor of the recent Kentucky Derby two weeks ago? Yeah. I think it was two
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think it was two weeks ago. As of recording now, yeah. Yeah. We are gonna talk about some conspiracy theories of the Kentucky Derby. And I don't know if you found basically the same story that I did. Likely. Yeah. yeah there wasn't very much no <laughs> yeah. but the story that I did find was way more interesting than I thought it was going to be dude same I was really
1: hoping you weren't going to be like you know what it was a lot more boring than I thought no. <laughs> it was really I... actually very cool yes I was blown
0: away by this mm-hmm. so I chose the 1968
1: Kentucky Derby yep same, same But I also have like a bunch of information. I got just super into the Kentucky Derby in general. Um, awesome. I had like heard like Churchill Downs had always. I just knew it was at Churchill Downs, mm-hmm. but like it it had no meaning to me at all. <laughs> like it was just yeah. the name. Now like I know so much more about it. Um. It, yeah, it was super interesting. It's actually a very yeah. cool. Very cool
0: deal. Very cool. Do you want to start there then with like some of the history of Churchill Downs if
1: you have it? Oh, hey, you got it. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't say like, I don't know if you found a lot of controversies in general. I didn't really find that many controversies that surround uh, the Kentucky Derby in general. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are some. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure yeah. I didn't find where the ones that are there. Um, but it kind of just seems like a good time. It seems yeah. like there's a lot of like layers of tradition, and there's like the famous Kentucky Derby hats um mm-hmm. that women wear. There's mint juleps, which I had no idea were like central to the Kentucky oh, Derby. That is
0: a very Kentucky Derby thing, yeah. Yeah,
1: I had no idea. Um, and I also didn't know what it was. <laughs> so I also learned. <laughs> What a mint julep was, which is bourbon, sugar, water, crushed or shaved ice, and fresh mint. Mm. So that was cool. They're good. Yeah, I've never had one. Kind of sound. Well, no, it's with bourbon. Never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like very. It's like specifically associated with the Kentucky Derby. So cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it began in 1875, according to their very official website, which has. A huge history page and like a bunch of information there's like a really cool timeline hmm. highly recommend it's a pretty cool <laughs> website uh and it's held in louisville kentucky louisville 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 mm-hmm. uh at churchill downs legendary horse racing track so if you look it up on google it comes up as churchill downs legendary horse racing track um (laughs) i did not know that was its official title that's great very official and it's always held on the very first uh saturday of may it is the first out of three of the triple crown so there's the three races that make up the triple crown and this is the Mm -hmm. first one which is why it's the most important it's like the start of everything Mm -hmm. um and the other two are the Preakness Stakes Race and then the Belmont Stakes. And those are mm-hmm. held in mid-May and then in early June. Yes. So that is some of the history, a little bit. Little baby bits. Awesome. I,
0: I don't know if this is like a weird niche thing
1: to have. Do you have a favorite racehorse? Absolutely. history? That's actually in my notes at the very bottom. Let me scroll. <laughs> let's see in 1890 the winning <laughs> wow. horse's name was riley so ah! <laughs> i've chosen the winner <laughs> that's the one for me <laughs> that's fair <laughs> <laughs> yep that's the one for me um and then it. i think there was another one let's see maybe not yeah, no. There were a few. I had, like, there were so many good names. There was, like, anything from, like, Jeff all the way yes. to, like, these beautiful, like, dancer's image. Like, that's... Yes, dancer's image. That's beautiful, you know? hmm Yeah. So I do love... Um,
0: my favorite racehorse has got to be Secretariat.
1: Classic. Oh,
0: yeah. He, I think, just the most impressive thing that I ever learned about Secretariat is probably his most famous fact that in the Kentucky Derby and I don't remember which year it was but he ran each successive mile faster than the mile before it or each quarter mile so he was just accelerating during the whole race (laughs) no other horse has ever done that it's just insane
1: yeah and he's so popular because he had the best time ever with A one minute, 59 second time, and then, like, Mm -hmm. some fraction of second, but I don't know how to read that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that's, like, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful horse. Yeah. Even though I'm terrified of them.
0: Are you really? Yeah. Oh, I am very
1: afraid of horses. Oh, no. Do you have, like, is there an experience behind this that's causing this, or...
0: No, it's just the fact that they're so large, and they have such big teeth, and they're so strong.
1: (laughs) Did you happen to watch the Brothers Grimm movies growing up? Yes! (laughs) Yeah, I had a feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's how you would become afraid of horses. Could be that. (laughs)
0: Could be that. (laughs) And to be fair, I used to work for a vet who used to not race horses, show. They used to be like a show jumper or something. Mm -hmm. And they said that one time they were in the middle of a competition and their horse threw them. And even though they had a helmet on, they hit headfirst in the middle of the ring and were unconscious for a while. And by the time they finally woke up, they didn't know where they were or who they were and they were just like crying uncontrollably because obviously they had a concussion. No, just no. Mm-mm. Nope. I think that horses are beautiful from a distance. I like them. I would love to like stand on one side of a fence and the horses on the <laughs> other side. And I can to be just in like the
1: proximity pet them. of a
0: horse. <laughs> yeah. As long as there's something okay. to separate us.
1: Sure, 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 sure.
0: Yeah. Um, I one time went to a mini donkey farm. Oh. And the lady was very sweet. I love donkeys. Love donkeys. When I was growing up, my neighbor across the street had a donkey. And I loved that donkey so much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. They are pretty cute. They are very lovable. I'll give them that.
0: I went to this mini donkey farm And the lady was so nice. She was like, oh, yeah, you can just go in, like, in the field where all these mini donkeys were. And I walked in and, like, I'm just petting all these mini donkeys. And then all of a sudden I look up and there's two horses just walking towards me in this field. Nothing to separate us. No fence. No invisible fence. I don't know. (laughs) I don't
1: know. Okay. Yeah. You don't. It's okay.
0: (laughs) No. It was terrifying. My mom said the look on my face
1: was just pure terror. (laughs) Yeah. That would, that's fair. You know what? That's fair. Yeah. I grew up around horses like my family to this day. I mean, they live Mm -hmm. on a ranch. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And yeah, some of the most traumatizing things I've ever heard or seen have been in that area, um, mm-hmm. so yeah. I don't. I don't recommend. I'm not going to try to talk you out of it. It's <laughs> it's a valid. It's valid. Yeah. You know they like
0: eat birds. I did not. No, <laughs> that,
1: that is new. Horses will like eat a chicken. To me. I, again, that sounds very Brothers Grimm. <laughs> <laughs> I. Are you sure? yes have you fact checked that youtube that's yep that checks out there's
0: like horses that eat okay maybe not like a full-grown chicken but like a baby chicken huh
1: okay (laughs) all right i i fully i will look it up later we will take a look you
0: don't want to i promise it's terrifying it's that's very fair (laughs) okay so back
1: to this back to kentucky derby enough bad mouthing um yeah so the the main conspiracy when whenever you look up like kentucky derby conspiracy is the 1968 race and Mm -hmm. it was won by dancer's image we're Mm -hmm. gonna go with that it was won by dancer's image i agree (laughs) So that's just, I'm going to really make my stance right now. Um, But it was dubbed the Drugstore Derby. So there had to be a story. And here's what happened. (laughs)
0: Before you give the story of that actual Kentucky Derby, I just want to give a little bit of background on Dancer's Image, if I can. Yeah, yeah. So... Dancer's image was a beautiful gray American thoroughbred, and he was born April tenth, nineteen sixty five. His father, his sire, was named Native Dancer, and he won (laughs) he won a couple of races, a couple of championships, if I if they call it that, I don't know. And his grandfather or grandsire was named Polynesian and he had also won a race. I can't remember which race it was. It was not one of the Triple Crown races and he was owned by Peter Davenport Fuller that's what the D stood for because I just saw him as Peter D. Fuller on Wikipedia but it was Peter Davenport which is pretty cool
1: Very fancy. and he
0: was the son of former Massachusetts Governor Alvin Tuft Fuller Who was famous for the way that he handled the Sacco and Vanzetti trial? Interesting. I did not see that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we should maybe cover Sacco and Vanzetti at some point. That would be a really good one. Oh, yeah. Um, But Peter Fuller, he was born in, I can't remember if he was born in Massachusetts or New Hampshire, but he lived in New Hampshire for a while. And then he lived in Boston as an adult. So he was just like a deep blue Yankee and an avid supporter of civil rights. Yeah,
1: I liked him. I watched a couple videos of of him and uh, I liked him. (laughs) I didn't watch any videos
0: and maybe I'm biased for being from Massachusetts myself. But just from what I was reading about him, he seems like a good guy. He, he seems, seems like a like guy like that I would have liked.
1: Yeah. 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 I just don't... Yeah. I don't think he did anything wrong. <laughs> no. But anyway, on to the race. <laughs> One tidbit that I have to share because it like, it was so cute and so sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dancer's Image, he had notoriously weak ankles. Mm-hmm. And so when they were deciding whether or not he was going to be a racehorse. Like while he was quite young, Um, the trainer that Peter Fuller had hired told him, you shouldn't keep this horse. It's not the the ankles or like, it's not good. Um, Mm -hmm. So he actually put him up for auction. And so he was up for auction and Peter Fuller went to the auction and then had a change of heart while he was there. He bid on the horse and bought him from himself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then immediately was like we gotta get to work and he started having lou calaveras jr train him um uh-huh. and then his jockey became bobby ussery and so that was like he almost it almost didn't happen <laughs> at all it was so close <laughs> that's crazy did he have to pay himself money like, I- how does that work that has literally kept me up at night. I don't know. <laughs> it has been running through my brain. I'm so curious. I don't know. I was like, it said he bid on himself. I mean, I guess there would probably have to be a transaction like due to the rules yeah. of the auction. I just simply don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. No. It's bothering me. It's been bothering me. It's funny that you brought that <laughs> up. <laughs> um. Okay, so the race let's get to 1968 mm-hmm. it was the Sunday prior to the derby and dancer's image was having problems of course with his ankles mm-hmm. so that day his vet uh Dr. Alex Harthill he decided to administer a dose of an NSAID which is a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug called mm-hmm. phenylbutazone. Thank you. Or bute, bute. (laughs) It
0: it was believed. uh... (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you remember that one breeder's letter that we got at work that was like, "Don't let your doctor use butorphanol, aka bute."
1: I do. I do remember that. That was like torb. You mean torb? Yeah, two very different things. Very, very different, different things. things. And it was from like that was was that the same packet that had like printouts from like a Facebook page or something. It was like yeah from the, from the lady other... who was not actually a doctor. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, cuz she had gotten her license revoked by the AVMA.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh, that was Man, that was didn't someone... we like copy and save that? Uh-huh. <laughs> I think we have it somewhere. <laughs> You should find that. We should start a board. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yes, sorry. Fennel Butazone. Or Butte. <laughs> or but Butte. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so it was believed that it would be out of Dancer's image system entirely by the time he raced. It was like given mm. well in advance. They thought for sure it would be completely out of his system by then. Um, and Hardhoe was a very popular vet and he was in really deep into the derby scene so he had his own mm-hmm. office on Churchill Downs grounds he had his own barn um and i had a hard time finding out if some sources said that church or that um dancer's image was in dr harthill's barn um oh. and some just said that he was just the vet that came to his own barn so i'm not sure yeah i didn't um, see that he also has a very d- deep um has mm-hmm. hmm, it just convoluted <laughs> past as well <laughs> there's I a suppose. little bit of controversy surrounding there's, dr Harthill. there's some controversy yeah yeah so it was yeah so there that does come into play later as well mm-hmm. um he, but he was known as like the derby doc and mm-hmm. it was he had treated 26 26 derby winners before he died in 2005 Mm -hmm. um so back to 1968 on saturday may 4th 1968 dancer's image won the derby by a long shot (laughs) did you watch Mm -hmm. that race i didn't watch it but i did read about it and
0: he came from last place he came from fourteenth to win uh what was it a length and a half
1: that's a yeah. big comeback. That's huge. And it was, it was a sight to see because he had a bad break out of the gate. Um, He ended up getting bumped by another horse and it definitely threw him off. So he was like, you talk about last, he was dead last. <laughs> he Aww. was all the way back there, but he, and he was back there for one whole lap. His comeback wow. didn't come until the very end. Like mm-hmm. that was the very last turn. It was crazy. Um and he ended up just kicking butt. He made it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that break definitely I mean he would have if he wouldn't have had a bad break, he would have been so far past everybody else. And then we may not have even had this controversy at all. So true. So mm-hmm. true. Yeah. They so I do have to I just do have to mention his famous move, his like signature move was called the like come from behind. <laughs> which they really shouldn't have they really shouldn't have they should have gone with something else. no
0: you can't call it that
1: (sighs) so anyways he wins the crowd goes wild Mm
0: -hmm. it's
1: you know money is dispensed trophies are given uh pictures are taken 500 roses so many roses (laughs) so many horses so many beautiful things um, and then, two days later, it turns out that there was a problem with the year analysis that was done mm-hmm. post-race. Yes.
0: And he had been awarded $122,600 as the winner's purse. That is what Fuller took home as the owner of the winning horse. Quite a bit. It was quite a That's bit. That's a pretty good chunk of change back in 1968. That is not bad. Yeah. In fact, you know what? I want to do some math right now. 1968 to 2022 dollars. Oh, my God. That is so much money. Oh, no. What? Hold on. Um, I'll just put it this way. $1 in 1968 is worth $8.31 today. Oof. So 1,000. No, I'm sorry. $122,600 is is worth $1,018,527. So a lot of money. (laughs) Wow.
1: Okay. So that's, yeah. So that's why Peter Fuller fought this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because honestly, it's only
0: $122,000 and I was like, yeah, okay, sure. But that is so much money. That's quite a bit of
1: change. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm glad you <laughs> did that math. That really yeah. changes things. Huh. Yeah. Which makes it all the more horrifying that on Tuesday, May 7th, mm-hmm. it was announced that Dancer's image was being disqualified due to finding trace amounts of Butte in his system. hmm
0: And they gave first place to second place finisher forward pass and they put dancer's image at the very end of the pack in
1: 14th place that's sad it's so sad he raced his little heart out and he got Mm -hmm. 14th place oh it's really sad yeah i think the worst part of it for me is that like i
0: understand you don't want to give analgesics before a race because obviously they can work through what would normally limit them easier. So I can see why it's considered a performance enhancing drug. But I think the thing that really breaks my heart about this is that phenylbutazone was legalized in American horse racing only six years later in 1974.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which if you break it down to, so it was six years Later, that it was legalized. Peter Fuller stopped fighting this after five years, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> if that's not just a smack in the face and like so, <sighs> so obvious. So that really, that one bothered me a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And the other thing about this urine test was that Churchill Downs didn't require a backup sample of urine to be taken Mm -hmm. from the horses. And so the way that they tested it was they did the winner and then one random other horse in the paddock. They took these two samples, sent the urine off to be tested. And I don't remember if it said it was a lab that was actually on Churchill Downs campus or if it was off of the grounds of Churchill Downs. But it was apparently a pretty... A complicated test to perform
1: uh-huh. and
0: I, I don't particularly know anything about urine testing for horses but because they didn't require a backup sample they could basically just say like oh well this is a positive and that's it it didn't have to be uh-huh. tested again and like what if the test had been done incorrectly there's no way of knowing Because you only had the one urine sample from that day. And the test also doesn't tell you how much Bute was actually in his system, which would have told investigators or researchers, the scientists, the chemists who ran the test, um, it would have told them when the medication had actually been
1: given, which could have changed things. Yeah, that does come into question um Mm -hmm. i did find that in a few different places uh but we can i think that's a little we'll get to that a little bit later Uh, yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think one of the important things to mention is we did say you did say that dr hardhill assured them that it would be washed out of his system by the time the race had come around right because it was only supposed to be in the system anywhere from 36 to 72 hours and completely washed out by 90 hours. So it
1: would have been plenty of time. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of questions, which is what turns this um, from just a disqualif- dis oh disqualification. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what just happened there. Uh, turned it from a disqualification into a conspiracy Mm -hmm. Um, and this is some of those things was you know was the chemist credible was the lab trustworthy are the techniques reliable Um, is Dr. Harthill himself trustworthy Um, Mm -hmm. are you know are Peter Fuller and his team fully trustworthy these are all like questions that have made this into a conspiracy instead of just a Just a disqualification. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And also worth noting, I think that this was the first time that a horse had been disqualified from the Kentucky Derby.
1: Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Or the first time a winner had been disqualified. I don't know if other horses had been disqualified.
1: uh, That's a good question. I think I do have a fact about that later on, um, but I can't think of what it was. I, I think, though, it was just winners. Mm. Um, I'm certain it was just winners because I'm sure there's a lot of different reasons to get disqualified for different things. So, yeah, there's (laughs) only. Yeah. Um, But so basically what happened is Fuller sues over this decision to disqualify Dancer's Image and take their winnings, this insane amount of money that we just found out, (laughs) Um, And initially he did win. He won the first lawsuit and he was, you know, he was the winner and he was super excited about it. But then the Kentucky Racing Commission, they appealed the decision and they won. And Mm -hmm. that was very, very difficult to fight back against. And he tried and he tried, but he finally gave up in 1973, which was five years later. Um, And all of the money and the title was given to forward pass and Mm -hmm. his team and it had been sitting the money had been sitting in an account so it had also been gaining interest so he also got the interest that was on top of it too which was just like an extra blow (laughs) oh god i did
0: not read that that
1: sucks yeah that's a bummer uh and it said that peter fuller spent about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars fighting this so he he definitely lost quite quite a bit on this one yeah, more than he would have won. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but the even bigger conspiracy that's uh, kind of runs through this in a lot of different ways is whether or not this is all because Wait. of a... S- what? Wait, before you get there, can I tell you
0: about uh, what happened to Dancer's image afterwards? Mm. Mm-hmm i actually i want i want the reveal to be like a big reveal so <laughs> what like okay the re- reveal of the conspiracy theory <laughs> oh oh yeah okay okay <laughs> I Okay. want it okay, to okay, be okay, like okay. bam i don't want to have to be like oh can i reverse about 30 years <laughs> shh, 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 shh. Oh. so peter fuller ended up dying in 2012 he was 89 years old he never gave up the fight. Uh, I mean, he officially gave up the fight, you know, five years
1: after Monetarily, the yeah.
0: But uh, he insisted uh, for the rest of his life, as did his family, that Dancer's Image won that race. And I mean, mm-hmm. unequivocally won that race. But Dancer's Image, after the race, actually did really great for himself. He ended up competing in the 1968 Preakness. He came in third, but he was disqualified again. This time for bumping another horse, which yeah. sounds like bullshit to me, and kind of adds to the conspiracy that we're going to talk about after this. I think, yeah. personally, I agree. So after the yeah, after the Preakness. Good for dancer's image. He got sent to Stud. He got to live in... He stayed in Kentucky for a little bit. Then he went to Ireland. And he eventually was sent to Stud in Japan, which is where he passed away at the age of 27 in 1992. But he did follow... Nope. He did father... At least three other racehorses, including God's Walk, Leonga, and Saratomer. I think oh. that's how it's pronounced, Saratomer. But they were all other famous racehorses. So he literally got to live out the rest of his life just boning <laughs> and, <laughs> and chilling out,
1: I guess. Yes oh my god good Good for for him him. yeah good for him (laughs) go off did you see i saw in one only one single um source but that his owner in japan who he belonged to when he passed away said that he liked like one of his favorite treats was mints oh i was like that's very cute (laughs) i didn't hear that but that's very sweet Yeah, and I almost didn't include that, because when I looked up his owner, who it said his owner was, it, like, brought up nothing. It never, Mm -hmm. like, there was no information on him at all, so I was like, ah, it's probably fake. But then later on, I find out he was, you know, he lived in Japan, and then, Mm -hmm. like, when you find that, then it was so much easier, it connected right back to him, so I was like, okay, I'll put it back in. He liked mints. Yes. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) i use a horse with a sweet tooth
0: yeah little guy all right now i'm going to pass it back to you and give you the honor of revealing the conspiracy theory that was so much more interesting than i thought it was gonna be
1: this is it okay so for the rest of his life peter fuller basically believed that he was the victim of a setup And this was due to him being a wealthy white civil rights sympathizer from Boston who had Mm -hmm. offended the Kentucky racing aristocracy. Good Lord. (laughs) Aristocracy. (laughs) Yeah. And he did this by donating Dancers Images $62,000 prize from a previous win to Coretta Scott King just two days after Martin Luther King Jr., her husband, was murdered. Which Coretta is, Scott King. Yeah. That's a that is a great move on Fuller's part. And he said before that race, he told everybody, if I win this race, I should give this money to Mrs. King. And mm-hmm. he did. <sighs> I like Fuller. Yep. I, yeah. Stand up guy. He, he's a stand-up guy. So yeah, and that was you know, the
0: winnings that was the winnings from the Maryland governor's gold cup right in 1968. And that occurred literally only days after MLK had been assassinated.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and Fuller had like definitely anticipated that somebody could interfere with his colts, And so he asked Churchill Downs while they were there for the derby, he, like, he pled for more security Mm-hmm. And they would not give it to him. They just kept denying all of his requests. Suspicious. So as of 2008, the Churchill Downs Media Guide, the official one for the Derby, still says that Dancer's image is the winner. But hmm. everything else is telling him that he's not the winner. Um So there was a lot of things that kind of led up to this. I know that Fuller, the year before, so the 1967 derby, Mm -hmm. um, Peter Fuller was part of a civil rights activist campaign, something along those lines. I'm not sure if it was a full out protest or like what happened. I think it was over multiple days, I think.
0: Yeah. So it was actually a protest about fair housing in Louisville And it was led by MLK himself. Oh, I did not gather that. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that makes a lot more sense.
0: I don't actually know if Fuller was a part of that protest, but given the fact that the year before MLK had hosted this protest in Louisville, close to the date of the Kentucky Derby, there was speculation that the protest would interrupt the Kentucky Derby. It did Ah. not, but the following year for Fuller to donate all of his winnings from the Maryland Governor's Gold Cup to Coretta Scott King could have been considered and was, in his opinion, a slap in the face of that Kentucky racing scene,
1: Mm.
0: and he considered that potentially a reason why they may have had motive to tamper with a dancer's image.
1: Yeah. And and he would received angry letters and death threats and he was, people were telling him not to come to Louisville. And so it was, Yeah, he knew that there was going to be an issue before he got there, but he still needed, you know, he got a race. That's what you. Yeah.
0: Actually, I heard that. Um, I think it was CBS radio station had actually announced during a race trying to fill some airtime like while dancer's image was racing or was about to race um they had announced the fact that fuller had donated all of his winnings to coretta scott king and that's when he started getting death threats uh one of his barns in kentucky was burned down and um there were like racial slurs that were targeted at Dancer's Image,
1: mm, or, like, mm-hmm.
0: they used Dancer's Image as a racial epithet. Yeah. But I couldn't find any examples except that around Louisville, they were, like, using the name of Dancer's Image after he had donated all of this money as, like, a a racial insult.
1: Hmm. I didn't see that I saw that there were like reports of um, a lot of people openly referring to dancers image as like by a racist slur it didn't like Mm -hmm. specify anything that that's just what a lot of the sources said yeah yeah but yeah that's oh that's gross
0: yeah so I have one more actually I mean I guess there's two I have a second theory okay And this one is a little more involved. It's a little more out there. It's kind of wacky. It also has to do with MLK. Um, And it's actually the the theory that J. Edgar Hoover and the FBI actually meddled with the race. Oh. Because uh, J. Edgar Hoover was reportedly a really big horse racing fan. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: the FBI, while he was in control of it... Was known to run these horrible smear campaigns against civil rights supporters and civil rights civil rights activists. So perhaps Dancer's image was at the center of an FBI plot against Fuller for supporting civil rights. Maybe the FBI drugged Dancer's image with more butte or maybe they tampered with the urine sample or perhaps they paid off Churchill Downs there is no concrete evidence of any of this it is all speculation
1: i don't know that i necessarily believe it but the fbi has done some crazy shit so maybe you know yeah yeah and and presidents i would i would say sure why not <laughs> I would think if anyone was going to do
0: it, it would be J.
1: Edgar Hoover. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Third
0: theory that I heard was that Calumet Farms, the owners of second place horse forward pass, somehow interfered. Because forward Pass's win by default made him Calumet Farms eighth derby winner and Calumet Farms is based out of Lexington, Kentucky. They are a breeding and training farm and they have been in Lexington since 1924. So they are a Kentucky staple. So there was this theory or this thought, you know, that maybe someone working for Calumet Farms was able to tamper with the test or maybe they were able to tamper with the horse Or maybe that uh, Dr. Hardhill was somehow involved with Calumet Farms. Of course, that's all speculation. Um, But, fun fact about Calumet Farms, they are actually the owners of the most recent Kentucky Derby winner, Rich Strike. Mm -hmm. The same horse, well, the horse who pretty much pulled a a dancer's image and came from last place to win yeah. And second fun fact, Calumet Farms actually didn't have another win in a triple crown race, either the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, or the Belmont Stakes, after this win in nineteen sixty eight until twenty thirteen.
1: Woo. That's so it's a very long yeah. time. It's a dry streak. <laughs> yes. Dry spell for sure. <laughs> Bummer. Hmm. About 50 years. Yeah. Mm hmm. Seems like motive to me. <laughs> hmm. Okay. All right. In, yeah, I hadn't seen that. <laughs> yeah, no. Totally. We are not, not defaming just, just anyone.
0: Kidding. Just kidding. I was very happy to
1: see Rich Strike win this Kentucky Derby. <laughs> didn't even know. Didn't know anything about it, <laughs> honestly. Uh. Yeah, I didn't. <sighs> There, I really thought there would be a lot more conspiracies around the Kentucky Derby. Uh-huh. Um, when we had decided to do this one, I was like, easy, done. <laughs> Got to be super easy. It's been around for so long. Uh-huh. Harder than you would think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I did watch a YouTube series on Peter Fuller. Um, it's like a little docuseries. It was so sweet. Um, when he was describing Dancer's image, he began to cry, um, while he was, like, describing their relationship. Oh, it was very cute. Um, it... I know. And he's just so, like, he's just, like, a cute little old man. Um, and it was from, I think, like, 2005, or something Mm -hmm. close to there. Um, and he described, like, this series... Stated that there was also another... So there was an independent drug test that was done. And apparently... I I only saw this in this one docuseries. So I mm-hmm. don't know where they got their information. Um, But it was said that there was another independent drug test that was done that showed absolutely no trace of anything in his mm-hmm. system at all. And that that information was ignored and actively suppressed. So... Huh. Which... I would believe, because mm-hmm. if, if Peter Fuller was like, we're going to fight this, you're going to get some urine and send it off to make sure, have it tested. Yeah. I'm sure he probably would have. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know him. I'm making a lot of excuses for a man I truly <laughs> don't know, but I think he would have. He um, seemed like a reasonable man, so I can see why we would make that assumption. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, the the Kentucky medication rules now allow horses to be given that that same medication Mm -hmm. more than 24 hours before the race. So, yeah, it just their post race sample can't exceed a specific amount, but Mm -hmm. like they can use it. And that's just. Yeah. So that's a bummer. I
0: think part of that is the fault of the testing or it it was part of the limitation of the testing in 1968 that the test that they were using couldn't actually tell you how much of it was in the system very true
1: yeah but i did also see like was that true like is there Mm, was there a different lab that can do that you know was it just Mm -hmm. the lab that they sent it to um so i don't know well and
0: i I think one of the really interesting things is that, sure, like, the Kentucky Racing Commission came out and said, like, no, he definitely had drugs in his system. When it got to the circuit court, the Kentucky... Kentucky. Kentucky. (laughs) Why the fuck did I just say it like that? When it got to the... (laughs) You almost said it again. (laughs) I almost did. God, when it got to the Kentucky Circuit Court... <laughs>
1: um. Nailed it!
0: <laughs> Thank you, God. It was the Franklin Circuit Court, and Judge Henry Meigs or Meigs actually called the tests themselves inadequate and contradictory. Mm-hmm. But legal experts have this opinion that if the Circuit Court decision had been upheld instead of overturned by the Kentucky uh, Court of Appeals that pretty much any horse who had ever been disqualified for having medication in their system afterwards, their owners were going to come after the Kentucky Racing Commission. Yeah. And so this, in theory, was a way to keep not only Churchill Downs from looking bad and saying, you know, oh, okay, our test wasn't accurate, or whatever, mm-hmm. and giving it back to Dancer's image. It was also a way for the Kentucky Racing Commission to completely save their ass from getting flooded with lawsuits. Fair enough. hmm And I have to say, as a proud New Englander who lived almost a decade in South Carolina, where, you know... It, It's not even Kentucky, but the Kentucky Derby was such a big event. Even in South Carolina, you know, people would have Kentucky Derby parties where they would make mint juleps and you'd wear fancy hats. But since it's such an important part of Southern culture, just in general, especially during 1968, during the height of the civil rights movement, I can very easily see this conspiracy being a real thing in absolutely.
1: my own opinion 1968 are you uh, absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. for sure i believe mm-hmm. it i do believe it mhm yeah i think that dancer's image absolutely should have kept his his purse his title all of it mhm mm-hmm. such a bummer there was one good thing to come out of dancer's image um winning still even though he didn't get to keep it and he's not technically the winner there was one really good thing actually fuller's daughter so peter's daughter abby she went on to become a jockey and she raced his next horse who was named mom's command and they won a bunch and they she became like a pretty famous jockey and it's said that she like decided the moment she decided she wanted to be a jockey was being in the winner's circle with Dancer's image and looking at Bobby Ussery on top. And like, there's a photo of it. So you can see like in the famous photo of him in the winner's circle, she's actually cropped out, which is really sad, um, but she's just in the bottom left corner. So if you find the full photo, she's, she's there just like staring up and she has this huge smile on her face. And it's just very cute. And then she decided she wanted to be a jockey, and she like that's so sweet. She took it over. It was very cute. So that was a really nice thing to come from. That yeah. All right. So this was actually this is part of my fun facts section. Mm -hmm. Um. So April twenty second, eighteen ninety nine, there was a timeline in the Kentucky Derby, like history page. And in this timeline, it was just bullet facts, like the most important things that happened these years. And one of them just said that the founder of the Kentucky Derby um, dies by suicide. And I was like, huh, interesting. That's very interesting. And like the history of the Kentucky Derby is actually super intriguing So Uh April 22nd, 1899, the founder, who was Meriwether Lewis Clark, he did. He died by suicide. Um, And according to his wiki, (laughs) Clark lost heavily in the stock market crash of 1893. And he began traveling from city to city working as a steward. He feared a life of poverty, and he died by suicide with a pistol on April 22nd, 1899. And he's buried in Cave Hill Cemetery next to his uncle, who's named John Churchill. And John Churchill is the one who gave him the money and the land to start Churchill Downs. So he really is, like, who started everything. Wow. And he's still... Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what ended up happening, how he became not the owner of Churchill Downs anymore, or like, you know, at Mm -hmm. some point he did leave, um, and then ended up losing everything in the stock market crash, but, which there's been a, listen, there's been a lot of stock market crashes. (laughs) We're talking, (laughs) I was like, there was one of 1893 too, like, I didn't even know about that one. I did not know that. (sighs) I didn't even have time to get into that. Um... (laughs) And honestly, I was so tired that for yeah. a second
0: when you said eighteen ninety nine, I was like, "That's not a year.
1: That's not." She a year means nineteen
0: ninety eight.
1: This dumb bitch. No, eighteen ninety nine. Eighteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. But a better date for you would be nineteen seventy. That mm-hmm. one's real. That, that's real. Mm-hmm. And that is when Diane Crump who was the very first female jockey to ride in the Kentucky Derby, did not win, but finished. And that was the first time that a female jockey ever finished a Kentucky Derby race. That is impressive. Which I'm not sure like why it has that qualifier. Like, was there other female jockeys that didn't finish? Yeah, that's a fair point. The race? Hmm. So she did finish 15th. Oh, that's not great. <laughs> yeah. Out of 18. So not not last.
0: Not so. last. That's not important. Last.
1: That's all we get. That's all we care about. <laughs> My <laughs> final fun fact is that there were actually only two other winning horses that have ever been disqualified. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge span of time between them. So <laughs> This whole thing started in 1875. The first winning horse to be disqualified wasn't until 1968. The next one to be disqualified wasn't until 2019. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that horse was initially the winner was Maximum Security. But Maximum Security got disqualified. And Country House then became the winner. (laughs) That's a... I'm not sure where these names come from. And maximum security was also uh he was disqualified for impeding other horses. Which sounds huh. very similar to what uh what our boy Dancer's image was disqualified for at Preakness. So Yes. I'm calling shenanigans. But I also didn't look into that at all. <laughs> so <laughs> not oh sure. God, I thought there was
0: another one. Maybe I'm wrong. another Maybe disqualified one? Kidding. Yeah, because there was another um, one.
1: Yeah, there was Medina Spirit too. That was Medina Spirit. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. And Medina Spirit was a drug test that was failed. <laughs> yes, so yeah, that one was fair. I think that one uh-huh. was true. Um, but that was in 2021. So, like, I mean, that's it. Seems like things are getting a little crazier here in mm-hmm. the 2020s yeah, section. Much closer. <laughs> yeah 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 but that's all i have on kentucky derby that is
0: all i have on the kentucky derby as well it was a much more interesting story than i thought it was gonna
1: be it really was yeah i was a little bit bummed out when i discovered there weren't as many conspiracies as i thought but this one turned out to yeah. be just enough this one was fine
0: <laughs> yeah lot of ins lot of outs
1: mm-hmm. yeah All right. Well, you can always reach us um, in a few different ways. The first is through Instagram at betterintheorypodcast or Twitter at better underscore theory or through email betterintheory at gmail.com.
0: And please do reach out to us in all of those ways. Again, we would love to hear the stories that you want to hear us cover. We are always looking for things to add to our list. And if you have nothing else, I will say good night. Bye bye. <laughs> bye, y'all.